This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. A very, very difficult couple of days in the country politically with what took place earlier this week in Virginia. The shooting of House Majority Whip U.S. Congressman Steve Scalise, who at the recording of this show is still fighting for his life in a hospital. And it is a very disappointing reflection of where we are as a society as it relates to politics. I can't for the life of me figure out how the country has fallen so far and how people have allowed political disagreements to grow to the level of violence against one another in this way. It happens on both extremes. And there are people who pay the price for that. I've known Steve Scalise since he was in the House of Representatives here in Louisiana. We became friends, I think, in 2004. And you can't meet a nicer guy than he. And you're, you're learning that by hearing what all of his colleagues in Washington are saying about him on both sides of the political aisle. As the majority whip, he is the person most responsible for getting votes together. Whip the votes, as the phrase goes, to get people in favor of or against a piece of legislation uh, on behalf of the majority. It's a very, very important job. And because of it, he builds a rapport with other members of Congress on both sides of the aisle. Now, here he is outside with staffers of his and staff members of others and other members of Congress at a practice in the morning, early hours in Washington before 7.30. They're out there really before 7 o'clock their time because they can get in practice in the morning and then be able to to get to the Capitol to do the day's work. And a gunman goes out there because of political disagreements with Republicans and opens fire on them. And make no mistake about it, it does appear that this was motivated by politics and that he was interested in shooting and killing Republicans. Is that okay? Are people out there okay with it rising to this? And I know the obvious answer is, of course it's not okay. No, it's not okay. But I have a hard time believing that there aren't people out there who believe it's okay. The disagreements that are happening now aren't just shouting matches. It's worse. 
people go get guns and shoot at one another. And I know that people say, well, this is really a gun violence issue. I disagree. I think if it wasn't gun violence, if, 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 if it wasn't guns, they'd be using bombs. If not bombs, some kind of chemical uh, to poison people. I will call what this man did to these members of Congress an act of terrorism. I know that people are, they don't want to use that. What else can you call it but terrorism? I have no confidence that this ceasefire, quote unquote, between the two aisles in Washington and the political spectrum as a whole will last very long. It's just not who we are anymore, unfortunately. And until we change who we are, we won't change these kinds of things. Social media has been both a benefit and a negative to society because of unstable, weak-minded people who either use it to live a fairy tale life that doesn't exist or to bully others and say things on social media that they wouldn't dare say to someone's face or those who pervade division and racism and all kinds of foolishness on social media. It is why I'm so selective about when and where I use it and who I view on it. So prayers to Steve, Jennifer, his kids, and it was to his entire family, to all of these members in Washington. If those of us who know that this is foolishness don't start speaking up more and don't start shutting down people who want to pull us into this crap, then it's never going to go anywhere. It's never going to go anywhere but down. And I think that's where it starts, to not give an audience to people who have no useful aim. Don't give them an audience. It's a shame. So this week's show will feature a conversation with Jeff LaDuff and Chris Stewart. Jeff, as you know, is, has been on the program a number of times. This time in a different capacity. Chris has been on before, I think once or twice as well. They are two of the people behind the Louisiana Law Enforcement Political Action Committee. And they're going to talk about what that is. It's a nonpartisan organization independently supporting Louisiana law enforcement officers by promoting candidates for elected office and issues that help them serve and protect communities more safely and effectively. This is their mission statement, word for word. You can learn more about them online at L-L-E-P-A-C, that is L-L-E-P-A-C.com. And you can also get with them on Facebook as well. We'll talk a little bit about what they do, what they intend to do, and I'll get their thoughts on the activities of this past week and the violence in Washington. And we'll talk about the perception of law enforcement officers, not just here in Baton Rouge, but around the country. And again, I just, I'm hoping for the best with Steve. We'll take a quick break and come back with Chief LaDuff and Chris Stewart here on The Clay Young Show. Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. 
If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. Clay Young here with Brian Lowe, the man behind Brian Lowe Financial. He's online at brianlowefinancial.com. Brian, let's talk about the age gap between spouses when one spouse is significantly older than the other. What do you do? Absolutely. Look, a lot of times uh, people have an age gap. So Mm -hmm. the man that's older retires sooner. Sure. And sometimes she wants to follow that and retire with him. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, his health could change sooner. How do we bridge the gap in the event we lose his Social Security? Uh, What's her benefit going forward? These are Mm -hmm. all big questions. So Social Security analysis is huge. We can create a detailed analysis as to when you can maximize your Social Security benefit. That's huge. I want to challenge you to come in for the income planning analysis. Everybody has an accumulation planner. We need an income planner today. We specialize in income planning. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. Brian and his team has been helping families across Louisiana for 20 years years. Get a plan. Don't retire blindly. Call the team at Brian Lowe Financial. Look him up at brianlowefinancial.com. This is the Clay Young Show on podcast225.com. Back with retired Baton Rouge Police Chief Jeff LaDuff, who we were just laughing because he signed the door of fame here uh, with the chief, <laughs> Jeff <it>. LaDuff. <laughs> and uh, re- retired police detective Chris Stewart, who was a longtime president of the Union of Police. And they are now uh, the two men behind the Louisiana Law Enforcement Political Action Committee, as I like to call it, Leo PAC. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But gentlemen, I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about what took place in Virginia yesterday, uh, Steve Scalise, who is uh, the House Majority Whip, a longtime Louisiana legislator, and a father, a husband, a friend to very many people, yours truly included. I've known him for about 15 years. He was, as, as we record this, he was gunned down yesterday. He is fighting for his life as we speak right now, and we're all hoping for the best what were your thoughts when you heard the news? Disbelief, yeah. Clay. Yeah. Um, disbelief. I mean, this is a guy who is, uh, I mean, a dedicated servant. Yep. Um, I've known Steve and, 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 and watched what he's done for a very long time. But to be, you have to put the whole thing in context. Yeah. These guys getting ready for a huge benefit. Yeah. Something that's done every year mm-hmm. where they... Put partisanship on the side. That's right. Come together and raise money for the kids mm-hmm. that needed the most. They were expecting to raise six hundred fifty thousand dollars. You, you yeah. can right at a million yeah. dollars yeah. when said and done. Yeah. yeah, with just one event. And this guy, yep, is sitting in a van. He travels from Illinois. Right. He's been there for months. He's staying in a converted van of some type. Yeah. And he's getting their, their, their plan down, and, and I could see him just sitting there feeding on what his beliefs are. Yeah. And then he opens that door, ask somebody, is that Democrats or Republicans? Right. That's no different than— No. That's right. taking us back, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. We got to stop this yeah. foolishness. Yeah. This country, we have to stop. 
it's we this is an example of how much we have to stop. Chris, same same question. Your reaction to it? The, the same as the chief. Just disbelief. And and one part of me said, "Well, here we here we go again with another uh, another madman." Yeah. But, uh, I think the a big problem, in my opinion, is is uh, social media feeding yep. these people on the fringes. Yep. Uh, if if th- you know, four or five of them get on there and go back and forth and really get each other uh, fired up. Then you got one guy like this who's yep. going to take it to a, the next level yeah. and uh, just do something uh, unspeakable. I'm, I'm very worried about Steve. I'll be honest with you about that. <clears throat> when I initially heard about what had happened and when I saw images of the rifle used, I knew it was worse than the media was letting on. And people need to remember, partisanship aside, what you said, Jeff, was so spot on. He's got two young kids. He's got a wife. He's got a family. And they all have to be terrified right now. And this game is an example of the best of us, Democrats, Republicans, getting together to do something together for someone else. And this doesn't represent anybody. And now I do want to say this. Both political extremes contribute to this tone. No doubt. Absolutely. And this guy was a Bernie Sanders supporter. He worked on Bernie Sanders' uh, presidential team. But I don't hold Bernie Sanders responsible for what this clown did. I will not say his name. I don't, I don't, I blame him for this. But at the same time, we got to take a step back and go, are we helping the situation by doing look whatever you think of Donald Trump a comedian having a, a, a version of a severed head form we can do better than that oh no doubt no. and I just hope that we can get to a place where we realize disagreement is okay but some of this stuff is way over the line you know I, I remember I guess in 92 I went through the FBI Academy yeah and and, and they bring in people from um, 30 40 different countries yeah. right and we one of them asked us a question because he pointed this out to me. Mm-hmm. I, I never realized this. He said, "How many of y'all know the words to your national anthem?" Mm. I forget where he was from, some some country. And man, we you know we started. He said, "Don't sing it, say it." Mm-hmm. You, cats couldn't do it. <laughs> Didn't know the national anthem, mm-hmm. and I, I say that to say this. It goes back to what you just said. Mm-hmm. Every other look at them. I don't care what the, they know their anthem. Oh yeah, they know they're patriotic. They right. know they support their leader, their yeah. queen, their their dictator, their right. whomever. Right. Our rights, because what he what he ultimately went to is yeah. Y'all got too many rights, Jeff. Y'all can say what you want, <laughs> do what you want. It's the basis of who we are. Right. But we're taking it too far. Taking y'all. it too far. That's listen. You may not like. Who won the election? Yeah. But it's the process. Yeah. He won the election. Vote for somebody else in four years. There you go. But support him. There you go. If he does well, we do well. Yeah. And that is the that's the biggest point. If he does well, we all do well. Rooting for the failure of what when it, when an elected fails, everybody right. feels we it. Fail. Exactly right. When an elected succeeds, everybody benefits. Exactly. And it's it's it, to me it, it is disturbing and I guess because this this stuff happens all the time unfortunately. We had officers assassinated here last year and we'll get into that in just a second, but I mean I've known this guy for so long. You know, I remember a story 2 years ago 
when people were trying to connect Steve to David Duke mm-hmm. and trying to make him out to be something he wasn't. Right. And Cedric Richmond went to his defense. Exactly. Cedric Richmond, a Democrat, a Democrat from right next to Steve, his district is right next to Steve's district. And he said, no, that's not the, I, that's not the guy that I have known for all these years. They served together in the legislature. It's like that is the measure of a man when right. someone will do something like that. Uh, you know, Cedric was one of the first people at the hospital yesterday to go see about him. And I think that we forget that. And it's I don't like the culture of politics today, man. I, I, don't, I don't like it at all. It's putting us all in a bad place. Yeah. You know, I mean, have an opinion. Yeah. But you see this being able to sit behind that computer. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chris and, and I were just you know, talking about that. Chris just said it. Yeah. And be able to be this man. Yeah. And yeah. and people are feeding your yeah. egos. Oh, my gosh. That's how that's how mass killings. That's how yeah. active shooters yes. come about. You yep. Know? yep. They, yep. they get a topic. They get an issue. Mm-hmm. And then they, they go in and they fester and then they get fed by somebody. Yeah, man, you ought yeah. to do it. Yeah. I'm telling you, they're going to find it. As this investigation go, you're going to see that he's he's done the research. Yeah. He's somebody's fed that ego. Yep. It's never an independent act. No. No. It's somebody helping. Absolutely. And you know, it's we look like I said Chris and I were talking about it. The and I call them keyboard cowboys. <laughs> how they'll say things behind uh, an iPhone or a phone Absolutely. or a, a keypad, Chris, and they would never say it to your face. Yeah, they're, they're brave. The key, but they can be big cowboys. man on Facebook or on Twitter. Absolutely. And or, or people who hate their lives and they live fake mm. lives on social media, you know, it's like I don't really. I have I have all the friends I need. <laughs> I'm not I'm not campaigning for new ones. If it happens, it happens. Well, but but I just I think we got to take a step back. But it starts with people being able to say, okay, guys, don't we see the trend that's been formed? We're not forming a trend. We're in it right now. You know, check my Facebook account <laughs> and my Twitter account. You don't have a Facebook I don't account have one. or Twitter I'm account. lucky if I can get him to answer a text. <laughs> you know, right. I'm going to call you. Right. You know, I'm right. gonna, Call me if you want to talk to me, man. Right. Invite me to have co- Right. Stop all this, oh my you God. know, sitting in a dark room and now yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. this person. Or people sitting right next to each other having oh, yeah. a conversation oh, via text. Man. What yeah. the hell is that? Yeah, send me on something, something <laughs> yeah. on Facebook tonight. You know, it's like, yeah, yo, y'all follow Jeff on Twitter. If yeah, you yeah, could. no, no. Uh, so let's let's transition a bit to the Louisiana Law Enforcement Political Action Committee that was established earlier this year, but it's been in the works for some time. There was an announcement about this event uh, several weeks ago where you talked about the vision of this. Now, for uh, everyone's information, a political action committee is an organization that largely works in favor of various issue of legislation, policy. Uh, You guys, I think as I understand it, will not necessarily be doing political races, campaigns. Well, yes. But there will be issues. We're going to be taking stances on 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 numerous things. And so candidates in races that take issues on law enforcement related items may or may not get an endorsement of their position on something based upon the item. But as as I understand it, is that as far as it goes with candidates? Well, I think what we're going to have to do is we have our advisory board. We go to them. We're going to try to put... Uh, as much contact as we can with the boots on the ground folks, yeah. the rank and file, okay. the men and women who serve every day, and not necessarily the headline grabbers, yeah. uh, any kind of 
news stories and things like that. We want to talk to them. What do okay. you, what do you guys do? Because that's our whole purpose. And the chief and I have talked about this for years. As chief, he didn't even have much of a voice. And right. Civil service yeah. restricts all of us. Yeah. And, and you can't be political at all. A- absolutely at all. not. You have yeah. to be very, very careful. Even if you're campaigning on an issue, yeah. you have to be very careful. So yeah. that, this, this is their voice. We're going to try to be their voice. You, you just said something, and I, I, I want to go at that a little bit. You said, you know, we... We, we announced this a couple of weeks, but it's been in the works. Yeah. Let me tell you how long. You know, people may ask timing. Yeah. We have to wait to retire. Right. We could not do this. Right. We've talked right. about this, and there's some more guys that mm-hmm. will retire soon that will come, come on board yeah. with this. But, yeah. you know, part of this is, is and, and mission is, we're giving voice to the, to the voiceless. Yeah. Because, you know, if you work for a municipality, right. if you're under civil service, and you participate, to, uh, correction, uh, let me fix that. That was a bad, if you participate, there you go. I don't know what happened there, <laughs> but uh, if you participate in an election in any shape, fashion, or form, yeah. the remedy for that through civil service is termination. Wow. So we really are yeah. giving a voice to the voiceless. So let's talk a little bit about how this will work. So. This because it's a statewide organization, right? Uh, the the Capital Area Law Enforcement Foundation, uh, of which I'm I sit on the board of exactly. one of the founders. We are regional. We cover at right. this moment about an eight or nine parish area. You are starting as a statewide organization, and that's largely because of what? Well, we feel the need is is tremendous. Uh, I as union president. Talk to a vast majority of folks over the years that have the same issues as in Baton Rouge or New Orleans. We're having trouble with recruiting, with pay. Mm-hmm. We want to reach out to everybody. We're not focusing on one specific area or group. We think we have, through the chief and myself and others, we have enough contacts across the state where we can have an impact every, right. everywhere. And if you look at New Orleans, New Orleans is roughly 500 people down mm-hmm. in their allotment. Um, I'm sorry, 500 officers? Uh, about 500. Yep. What their allotment is and what their true numbers are. Wow. You know, look at Baton Rouge. You know, the number is right at 60, but if you count the 25, 30 that just graduated, mm-hmm. that puts it near 100 because right. they're still out there. They're being trained. Right. So it'll be another, you know, half half year before they're able to stand up and, and do something. Right. You know, you, you, you look at Dallas. Dallas is down. Roughly five. Who's going to do this job? Yeah. You know, so what we really want to do is support candidates and issues that help law enforcement better serve their communities. Okay. Better serve their communities. Absolutely. So, and, and, Give me the spectrum. This is everything from, let's say, pay raise issues right now. That's right. that's a big thing right. in, in the community for BRPD specifically. Right. The rate of pay for them versus, say, Gonzalez. I've heard about Gonzalez or the state police. How, how do y'all fit into the equation of advocating if legislation comes up? Or is that something you'd even well, be a part of? I think, it, I think it's going to, again, we'll, go, we'll discuss it with one another first and the advisory panels. Mm-hmm. If there's a, say, a, a, some type of tax on a ballot in Shreveport to yeah. give officers a pay increase. Yeah. And we feel like we can be helpful for them. We'll go there and do our own campaign, do right. our own thing. And right. not we don't want to associate with any candidates because we can't, for right. starters. Right. Uh, we don't want to contribute to candidates. We want to control our own message and stay on target. And that's what the rank and file need. Okay. Stay on, we have to stay on, on that target specifically and not get caught up with... Um, you know, individual races and candidates and things like that. Right. What's what's best for the masses? Okay. Exactly. 
Um, and, and on issues of retirement, which is always a big issue because law enforcement officers are public officials and, and you, you're, you're drawing your money here in the state, either from some state budget overall for state police or from municipalities and issues of retirement, whether it is regional or statewide, those are big, big issues. Absolutely. And it's complicated, more complicated than, than I will admit I understand. So how do y'all fit into the equation with that? Let's say a bill comes up because we've got all these budgetary issues and there is a, a, a portion of that that addresses retirement uh, benefits for officers. Would y'all go advocate on behalf of officers and then raise money to message on behalf of them if that legislation comes up? Exactly. This is dual okay. we, we We're going to first strategy that we'll employ is giving people the issues. Right. You right. know, we, we're going to the funds will go toward that statewide campaign, mm -hmm. that message of these are the issues. Mm -hmm. You may not know this is going on in your community or how this affects your community, but these are the issues. We'll talk about pay. We'll talk about retention. We'll talk about recruitment. You know, there was a time when, you know, hundreds of people would line up to take a test to be a police officer. Yeah. That number is down to 65. And it's got to be falling. It, it, it's falling. Yeah. It's falling. So it, it's about all of those issues. Okay. It, it's about, and, you know, people hear this and they, they get scared. Listen, we do know that there's change needed. Mm -hmm. We're, the changes that the legislation legislators proposed this, this past session, you didn't he hear either one of us up there saying no. Right. We do know that there's change. We want positive change. Right. We want all of the, we want safety. We want better pay. Mm -hmm. We want to be that voice for those guys that's out there protecting us. Who has been hailed as the heroes in, in, in Virginia this this law enforcement, the Capitol Police? And I'm telling you now, today, if it happened, Clay, I've been retired a while. Chris is retired. But if it happened in that parking lot, we're going to leave you talking to yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just who we are. Right. That's right. They're right. going to go out there and, and, I mean, paint this picture the way the picture needs to be painted. One of the things that political action committees have done, and, you know, we've done, my company's done some, some ad work on behalf of them, and, and, and it's largely messaging. So let's take, for instance, education. An issue with education comes up before the legislature and a PAC will message to, as, as Jeff was talking about, educate the public on what the issues are. Correct. Things like body cameras, Okay. And it, it's a controversial thing, and I think it's largely controversial because of the tone people throw it out there with. I don't think law enforcement officers care one way or the other as long as, you know, it's, it's a well-thought-out policy. Is that fair? My hand is up because I brought cameras to this, to this MSA, to the greater Bat, Baton Rouge area. I right. put onboard cameras. That's all we had. Right. If, if there was better cameras that we could put on a hat or yeah. on a a chest or yeah. whatever, yeah. I believe in them. Yeah. I do. But what I said, I was on that, that body camera uh, committee. Mm -hmm. And the, my biggest point the whole time is we have to be able to respect people's right to privacy. Yeah. When I walk in the door at my house and close it behind me, that's my little kingdom. Yeah. And you can't bring that onboard camera into somebody's house. You can bring the recording in with you, but you can't bring the camera. But with the body camera, you can. And that's an issue that's being faced uh, all across this country. That never when you about call that. me, my camera's coming with me. Yeah. Because the policy says it, it shall be huh. rolling. So 
let's say okay. it's <laughs> 2 o'clock so in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I hear the, the knock outside my door. I'm yeah. scared. I call 911. Yeah. Police come there. Now, we, we awaken. We're frightened. I'm not thinking about how I'm dressed. Right. My wife's not thinking about how right. she's dressed. Right. That's public video now, uh, you know. And if there's no crime committed, it's yeah, not evidence. Your it, neighbor can go get it the you can next go day. Go get it. It's not tied up in court. It's public, public record. So that that was my whole. <laughs> well, that's not good. Is the Fourth Amendment? Yeah. You know my my right to, yeah. to privacy. Yeah. And uh, and the Fourth Amendment has been the source of a lot of legislation in America that has become controversial. You know, Roe versus Wade is a is a Fourth Amendment issue. It started there with with the right to privacy right. In, in your property or on your person. Right. So so that's intriguing. So now let's spin this further. Obviously you're starting now, you're in the process of getting the word out, meeting with people. Obviously you're going to raise funds to do what you're doing because this isn't something to make people rich. This is an organization right. that's meant to support and back law enforcement. Sure. Let me throw this out there at you. All right. A little high heat. <laughs> uh, let's say we spend we spend the yarn the yarn forward and you've got an election let's not even use baton rouge too on the nose too easy right. let's say in caddo parish or in, in shreveport in caddo and there's an election between two candidates okay and there is a legislative issue or or policy issue there that you deem anti-law enforcement one candidate is against it. The other candidate is for it. What do you do in that scenario? Is it good for the community? Okay. Is it good for law enforcement? Does it help them serve that community? That's, that's, that's the mission here. Okay. Is to get our communities law enforcement they need. Clay, when crime increase, that's a lot of cost. Mm-hmm. When crime goes up, the cost of government goes up. That's right. That's our tax dollars yeah. that could be fixing some streets. We got to pay for overtime now. Yeah. When there's homicides, people start leaving. Crime causes people to migrate. Mm-hmm. When people migrate and leave your community and go to another community, there go your tax that dollars. That takes the tax revenue. They, with they take it, it yeah. with them. Yeah. When folks move because they're scared, there go your tax base. Now your schools are not as good. Mm-hmm. You, uh, there's there's tremendous amount of. It's happening here. It, it is. Yep. You know, it's a tremendous amount of effect. People think, oh, I don't care if there's nothing. I just want to get a ticket. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than that, y'all. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. The the criminalists project that for every one homicide, we lose 70 people in our community. I can believe it. 70 people. Because it has an impact. Right. And I didn't realize how much the media reports crime here until I was out of state last week. Mm -hmm. And I get these push notifications on my phone. And I got to remember to turn that crap off, but I I forget. But it's like every twenty minutes, shooting else. in Baton Rouge, stabbing in New Orleans, and then I saw something about a guy here last week as we record this who broke a bottle and stabbed somebody Shabbat. with oh, it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's so you you are absolutely right. What kind of PR though are you interested in that that is larger than just legislation? I think we're gonna we're gonna go positive law enforcement. We're gonna tell people. What's really going on? Mm-hmm. That we are we are at a critical mass with recruiting yeah. and retention. Yeah, we have very good men and women out there right now across the state, everywhere. They're trying to do a good job, but the morale busters, the national yeah. trends, the lack of pay, yeah. lack of benefits, and, and and the body cameras, for instance. 
uh, city of Baton Rouge spent $2 million to buy body cameras recently. Mm-hmm. That was appropriated through the council. Yeah. I do not have a problem with body cameras. I think they're a great tool in the toolbox. But hey, coming from my background, I would rather see these 60-something officers that were short. I'd rather see some of them put on the street and hired or better equipment, like what you guys are trying to do, mm-hmm. uh, safety issues. That needs to be addressed. We have to have government elected officials in place that will prioritize you have to have priority on public safety yeah uh, especially law enforcement or you're going to get problems and and i think we're there if we don't act soon and spread the word and educate the public about what's really going on it's in 10 years it's going to be it's going to be really bad you mentioned a second ago about what Calif is doing and with buying equipment and that was born largely out of departments not being able to buy equipment for their people. So now, you were the former chief executive officer of BRPD. You were the president of the union, the largest of the two unions representing uh, BRPD. Well, there's one union, but right, there's an, right. that's a whole other thing for another day. You know, that's, that's just... Anyway, anyway uh, let, let's, let me not chase a rabbit in the middle of my question. <laughs> but let's talk about that. How in the hell is it possible that you didn't have, and still it doesn't exist, budget to outfit all of your people with the equipment they need? Again, when crime is high, because I don't have enough people in an area. Yeah. You know, community policing, that is the catchphrase in law enforcement today. I was a community policing chief. Okay. I walked on every street. Yeah. We did Friday afternoon walks. Yeah. We brought our command posts out and we held roll calls on your street, mm-hmm. not at the at the police station, on your street. Mm-hmm. That costs money. Yeah. That takes money. Yeah. When crime goes up and I got to put special forces out there, different, mm-hmm. uh, higher numbers of people in the neighborhood, plain clothes guys to supplement them because... They can see the red, white, and blues coming, but we need the guy in the old pickup truck in the van Mm -hmm. so we can catch what's going on. When you have those criminal activities, because guys are overworked, Mm -hmm. because they're understaffed, the shift numbers are not where they want to be, uh, should be, and your allotments are down, that money has to come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. So as an administrator, I had to choose, Clay. I mean, I was choosing. I robbed Peter. To and pay I paid Paul, Paul yeah. this week. So it's a juggling act. I want to keep my community as safe as possible, you know. But, yeah, I want my guys to be as safe as possible. You're juggling. The balls are in the air all the time. And an administrator, a chief's job is to keep them floating. Yeah. And then, you know, Chris would come in, mm-hmm. you know, because Chris and I were together. He was the union Yeah. Uh, the president of the union while I was there. Right. And, you know, we had a good working relationship. But his job was to bring those issues to me. Right. Chief, what, you know, you cut this division. Mm-hmm. So now I got to juggle more balls mm-hmm. because we have a contract. Yeah. You know, I, I, I got to make sure that I'm not putting my guys in, in harm's way. Right. If he point that out to me right. now, I got to address that. So it's all about money. It's all about what happens when we don't have enough of us out there. Take, take that, what he just said, and then graduate it to what you're doing with Leo Pack to help with that, if if you don't mind, I think it's uh, education. Just everything that the chief said, we yeah. got to continue to stay on that message yeah. statewide, and because I don't think the public understands 
how we work a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the overtime, the shifts, the amount of uh, expense involved with equipment. Like you got, you probably had firsthand knowledge now of how expensive mm-hmm. that stuff Extremely is. Extremely expensive. Extremely expensive. We've raised that. We've raised vital. right at a half million dollars in 10 months, and we have nowhere near the money we need right. to meet the request we have. Yeah, we're, we're unbelievable. Go out, it is unbelievable. <laughs> we're going to seek out these, these folks that want to, they want to help, and we think they're out there. We just have to. Oh, bring I know they're out there. And when we get funds established, yeah. we're going to do things like billboard campaigns, mm-hmm. radio, TV ads, uh, uh, regular media press, and then we're going to um, move across the state, spreading the word through those uh, uh, different avenues, and then we'll hopefully get other people involved for specific races. We're going to keep things separate. Yeah, we're going to have a campaign for the pack to educate the people, and then if say we do go to. Uh, Shreveport, Alexandria, wherever mm-hmm. there's an issue at it, we're gonna we're gonna launch something there. Yeah. Those fundraisers are gonna have to come from there. We're not gonna use money that people gave us for an educational campaign and go get involved in a political. Oh campaign. sure, we're sure. Gonna, it'll be independent expenditures all the time. For people, I, I do think there's there's there are companies, there are individuals, there are groups that would support what you're doing in terms of time, talent, and cash. Exactly. Uh, how can people get involved? in those areas well you know we, we we have several places you can look for us at facebook.com louisiana law enforcement pack mm-hmm. you can reach us by email at support at l-l-e-p-a-c.com mm-hmm. so we're, we're out there we, we have ways that you can communicate with us you can uh, Look, Jeff LaDuff, give me a call. Uh, you don't I'll follow him it. on Twitter, and, though. And, yeah, don't follow me on no Twitter. Twitter. Uh, I'm not there. But uh, call us. We'll come and, and, and speak to your group. Yeah. We'll come and, and sit down at somebody's house, yeah. uh, you know, with a, a little private group of people. Yeah. Whatever it takes to get this message out. Clay, <laughs> let, let me tell you, again, this is about growing the next generation i wanted to be a cop my whole life (laughs) a little boy yeah i knew what i wanted to do yeah every one of us have a similar story right you know but the story is being lost yeah the money is not there to pay these guys you know look at the difference between what a state trooper starting salary is and what a Baton Rouge police officer starting to so what, what what is it? Uh, the disparity right now is is over thirty percent starting yes. pay, and, and it only gets worse as you increase through the ranks. And so, what that years. means is, if someone wants to be a cop, this they choose someplace else. Well, obviously, uh, we, the money the money talks, yeah, and uh, and that's what any young person is going to look 30 at. Thirty grand a year for uh, some young person with a family in twenty seventeen. I mean, that's, that's, that's tough. tough. Yeah, that's tough. You know, I, I, my wife and I, we, we, we tease ourselves uh, all the time that when we started our career, she was a, a state employee. Mm-hmm. I was a Baton Rouge police officer. And, you know, we knew what we were getting into. Mm-hmm. But we were making together combined salary. We, we were making less than $24,000 a year. Wow. You know, we, we were, I mean, we were in poverty, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when I tell you I have my water cut off, that's <laughs> right. a true story, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and and I I don't think people see that reality, and that ends me to this area that I wanna I wanna wrap up on, and that is, as you all know, conversations about cops have become political now. 
it's it's it is it's almost taking on a left right dynamic pro and anti cop and that's a problem just a couple days ago in this town at a traffic stop an officer pulls someone someone over and a passenger gets out with a gun the officer you know ends up firing on the person who had the gun who didn't comply and now this person's dead right right that's a big problem and it's largely in poor or or minority communities where there there are there are segments there and it's everywhere but particularly segments there that have an anti-police attitude what do we do about that i think we help with that though by making sure that we have quality candidates mm-hmm. that their pay is good you know the, having the, the the right training having the right models for law enforcement mm-hmm. and bringing those people the right people in this is what this this pack does all of that mm-hmm. that's our purpose you know again it's supporting issues and candidates mm-hmm. that that support law enforcement mm-hmm. but it's also about having the right law enforcement to support and protect our communities that's what we do yeah. i think I think uh, on a personal note, and the chief will agree with this, uh, the way we have collaborated with this, uh, not so long ago, like you said, I was the union president. Mm-hmm. He was the chief of police. A lot of people would say that would be adversarial on a routine basis because of the, just the nature of it all. Sure. But uh, I can say it was a pleasure for me to have this man as chief of police. And I think this adds so much validity to what we're doing that at one time we were on – Opposite sides of the table quite sure. often, mm-hmm. but we always shook hands. We kept things like we were saying earlier, the civility. Yeah. We got to maintain that civility. We got to get that message out to the public. And I think the two of us coming from the different backgrounds that we did through the police department mm-hmm. can can show to other people, hey, we can get along. We can make this happen. We, we got the right to doing this because... We both we got the same message. We work right. We work for the people, for the rank and file. We want them to get what they need, yeah. benefits, pay, equipment, whatever, and be prioritized. That's a simple message. Prioritize us, and uh, we won't come after you. It is the Louisiana Law Enforcement Political Action Committee. The web address is llepac.com. That's llepac.com, and the email address is support at llepac.com. Retired Chief LaDuff is the chairman of the PAC, and Detective Stewart is the executive director of what I like to call Leo PAC. Leo PAC. Leo PAC, law enforcement officers. Gentlemen, thank you all again for coming in, and I know we're going to talk sooner about this, and when you have that first fundraiser coming up here, come back, we'll help you get the word out about it. Before we go, for those those folks out there that, that believe in God sometime today. Yeah. When you pause to pray for whatever it is you're going to pray for today, put Steve's name in there. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Remember Steve Scalise. Tough to see. Tough to see. Gentlemen, thank you all so much for being with us. Uh, Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap up. This is Dr. Mary Catherine Roderick, and I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107 mobile app. 
And now, today's Manners Minute. Many years ago, my family spent two years in New York City, living on the 17th floor of a 36-story high-rise. We didn't have a spare dime or a car, so entertainment options were limited. With twin four-year-old sons and a husband who was studying 24-6, it was up to me to find ways to get to know our neighbors without money or transportation. Beyond getting in good shape, walking everywhere did have its advantages because we saw the same folks every day, eye to eye, making small talk that led to real connections. If someone needed help, we offered to help. At Christmas, the boys delivered homemade goodies in produce baskets given to us by our neighborhood grocer. By treating neighbors the way we want to be treated, we found great neighbors in a different kind of neighborhood for us Southerners. Choosing respect works every time. Visit hashtag BRRespect at mannersoftheheart.org to join the movement and sign the pledge with respect, Baton Rouge thrives. Welcome back to the Clay Young Show. So there you have it, a great conversation with two really good guys who are doing something for the right reason. There's a lot of work to be done on behalf of law enforcement. There's also a lot of work to be done in terms of bridge building between communities and law enforcement. And I think that that work is going on. It barely gets any attention because only dumpster fires make it into the media and are consistently talked about. Good news doesn't travel as far. It's, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's, it's where we are right now. But I gave you the contact information at the beginning of the show. And again, you can learn more about Leo Pack, the Louisiana Law Enforcement Foundation, Law Enforcement Foundation, that's Calif, the Louisiana Law Enforcement Political Action Committee at L-L-E-P-A-C, L-L-E-P-A-C.com. Thank you, guys. Again, if you get a moment, as the chief so eloquently said, think about Steve and his family today. And let's hope that some of this foolishness really does come to an end in a way that we can all be proud of and that this trend that we are in the middle of does not continue. Because if it does, I I fear what's going to end up happening here in this nation. Until next time, thank you guys for listening. I didn't say this at the beginning of the show, but you can hit the subscribe button to catch the shows every time there is a new one. This one went up a day later because of some of the events of earlier this week. And we would love it if you see what we're doing on social media, share it, tell people about our conversations here, trying to build this audience. You can follow me on Twitter as well at PlayYoungBR. Don't look for all, don't look for any hate there. Not really my style. And you guys try to have a great day or great evening wherever you are. And I'll catch you next time here on podcast225.com. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.